0: Also of the book uh, Africa is open for business and he's a columnist for weekly Victor ho joins us in the studio perhaps Victor let me start w- with this because uh, it's our top story and we've been talking about it the uh, impact of uh, president Jacob zuma's uh, uh, future and uh, how the markets have been responding to it is it because of Positivity just in terms of flows in emerging markets Or the fact that money continues to pour into our uh, bonds A suggestion that the markets aren't really uh, perturbed by him staying on Come on,
1: you had the point uh, Market commentator now saying buying rumour sell facts. Investors are a lot more long term, a lot more relaxed And they know that South Africa is not closing down as a country You know, I'm not downplaying the political uncertainty, the problems that we might be having, but I'm saying (laughs) there are worse countries than this. Remember, when people invest in any currency, they are comparing it to a whole lot of other currencies. Now, if people are, as we speak now, on their way to Somalia on a business trip or to Eritrea, what is South Africa? So there will be life after President Zuma. There was life before, and markets know that very well. Yes, here and there, people will take advantage of uptick, downturn, whatever rumor. Remember, there are people who are day traders. So every second of every minute, they can make a gain or a loss depending on what position they took. So I think it's a matter of maybe we are we expecting one person to have far too much impact mm. on a currency when it is a country we are talking about rather than just an individual. Think about it. This time yesterday, were you stopping to trade with your South African rents? You are still buying something with your South African. If somebody paid you in rent, would you take it? Yes, you would. Will you take it tomorrow? Yes. Hmm. So what's Hmm. the problem? Uh, And the
0: value isn't the fundamentals still remain the The same. The
1: fundamentals remain the same. If South Africa is not acceptable, you're downgraded. But some people find even countries that are downgraded to be attractive because there are countries that are not even graded. So (laughs) your junk status, yes. But so what to some investors who are looking at the 20-year horizon?
0: And, you know, as you talk about that downgrading, uh, Victor, and I know this is sort of uh, straying into some sort of sensitive ground for some people, but basically we're still saying there's still more value for you, Ching, whether or not President Jacob Zuma is uh, head of...
1: It's a piece of South Africa is a democracy It's got strong institutions Some of them are weaker than others But the judiciary has proven over and over The protection of minority investors Very safe The banking sector with the problems And the allegations And findings that there were collusion Collusive activities They are still very strong financial institutions The stock exchange itself very strong Doesn't mean there are no problems But what I mean is If you have such institutions You have the infrastructure we have. You have the mineral reserves we have. We have the kind of business entrepreneurship that we have here. Nobody's going to run away from this country, believe me, because of Jacob Zoom. If they are looking at the short term, yes, they might find it problematic if they don't believe in his style. And yes, there are problems there. But I would rather not we create the impression that this country is going to fall and rise on him. He is a leader. He is important. If he has problems, there are implications for us. But I think there will be life after him. There was life before him.
0: So speaking about faith in the region in Africa, we saw a very momentous thing happen. Yeah. That is uh, Tedros Admam yeah. Ghebreyesus, uh, who is Ethiopia's former uh, yeah. health minister and ambassador, being elected to the head of the WHO. Right. And Ethiopia has done some very fascinating things when it comes to its health sector. Yeah. So what does that say for Africa's future, at least at the helm of some of these multilateral institutions?
1: If you told an average South African that an Ethiopian is going to be the head of the WHO, their eyes will pop. Why? Because we don't talk much about Ethiopia, but it's a great, great potential. It's got a lot of things going for it, including how they run their national career. So Ethiopia is an agricultural economy, low per capita income, poverty levels high, but they are very what shall I say, a resolute country about what they want. They know what they want. You might judge them on international democratic standards and not find them quite ideal, but they know what they're about. They're a coffee nation. They're an agricultural economy. They have decided to build their infrastructure. Their education system is... There are lots of Ethiopians who are American by by residence. So there are lots of connections. In fact, lots of Ethiopians are living in the States and they're educated there. So when they say you are an educated Ethiopian, you're really educated by global standards. And there are lots of things that are happening there, as I say, but the symbolic value of an Ethiopian going to the head of the WHO, although this is just an international, shall I say, member organization kind of, to be the director of that has a lot of symbolic value, including the mere fact that Africans are underestimating themselves. Mm. We have a lot more than we have to offer. He, he's not there for any other reason other than that. He's a competent medical professional and a very experienced government bureaucrat.
0: So let's stay with uh, East Africa. And you spoke about coffee. Let's talk about tea now, an anticipated increase in the price of tea because yeah. of output. Yeah. So what does that mean for Kenya? Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, two things. Remember, if you are the top producer of tea like Kenya is, I and mean, he's the top producer supplying Europe with a whole lot of other agricultural products, but just tea. There were some uh, climatic problems there. The rainfall figures not quite as they are, so the drop in the production will only mean those who have managed to produce anything will make more per whatever unit of tea they're selling. But eventually. You don't want to be an unreliable supplier of any commodity. But shortage of any commodity, it's a bit so, has the upside and the downside. It Mm. depends on where you are, how long your horizon is with regard to your your perspective. But shortage on the global markets will only mean those who are buying will pay more.
0: Just a quick one, Victor, because we're running out of time. Mm. Uh, G7 leaders met yeah. This weekend And <laughs> Africa had been Anticipated to be part of that agenda But that did not happen, overshadowed yeah. It seems this happens a lot Because of uh, their regional Issues, the recent bombings in the UK sure. What does that? What's the overall impact On this for uh, us? Are we just failing I'm to I'm sick of
1: African leaders waiting And taking more G7 seriously Than taking themselves seriously They wanted to go there and discuss migration Africans drowning in the sea, trying to go To Europe. Why? Because we're mapping up our own Countries, so I'm saying good for them that the G7 didn't have time. Because why would you go all the way to G7 to talk about matters that affect you, including terror attacks, including the fact that you're not running your countries properly, that your own people have to run to Europe all the time? Next thing Europe wants to dominate us, we accuse them of foreign intervention. I say good for G7, they are showing us that when you are a group of nations like the African Union is, you prioritize what's
0: local not foreigners. Basically, get yourself organized. Thank you so much for speaking to us.